0: What's going on, Spooky fans? This is your ghoulish host, Ruben. You've got the body, and I've got the brain. Hi, I'm (laughs) Quinn. Welcome to another episode of uh, Spooky Husband Mystery Hour. Hope everybody's having a fantastic and awesome week. Like, uh, at least I know I am. I am? I am. Yeah? Yeah. Well, good, good. Do we have any news or anything like that to go over before we uh, dive into this week's episode? Um, Horrors and Nightmares?
1: Yes. Yes. Because okay. this episode uh, is themed. This is my themed episode for the month. Okay. Um, Happy Pride. Happy Pride, everybody. Everyone who celebrates. And if you don't and you want to someday, that's good for you. But happy pride, Um, and that's that's the news that I have. That's the news you got. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. Well, then, in regards to our themed movie this week, you picked the movie, right? Correct. Okay. So before we get into what the movie is, have you ever seen this movie before? I have not. Really? Okay. Because there was a lot of times that I did look over at you, and you're like, "What the hell." And it was really kind of interesting because I was like, I really thought
1: you had seen this movie before. I have not. And I actually, I went through so many movies to find this one finally. And I don't want to say settle, but I settled on this one. This is very hard to find actually gay horror movies that don't borderline on pornography.
0: (laughs) That's very true. I mean,
1: yeah, very not a lot.
0: I mean, there's not really a lot of like cinematic gay movies.
1: I yeah guess. and and nothing that is that is obviously gay it's always yeah. like a nudge nudge wink wink kind of thing subtle undertone yeah yeah a very homoerotic was, subtext like subtext, in this movie yes so uh, the movie we picked this
0: uh that you picked this week was a nightmare on elm street 2 freddy's revenge yeah you want to talk about it or you want me to start you start, okay. So the movie was actually made in nineteen ninety five, I believe.
1: Am I quoting it correct? Nineteen ninety five. I don't that know that's why I'm asking. Assume you. correct. I didn't look up the date.
0: Why did you? You're supposed to. This is your movie, guys. <laughs> Stand by. Speaking this fans. is a
1: very professional podcast. Nineteen eighty
0: five. See, okay, I was off by ten years. <laughs> and it's a nineteen eighty five. It's. The second installment of the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, franchise, which is actually one of my most favorite franchises of this movie. Freddy Cougar is actually one of my, fa- is actually my favorite slasher horror monster person.
1: Awesome. Yeah, like he's, I didn't know that. he that. Yeah,
0: he's on my my all time favorite. I love everything that Robert England does, and I just always thought he does a, an awesome, awesome, awesome role in all of the Freddy Krueger. He movies. does a really.
1: It, he's actually a really good actor. I like seeing him in other things. Yeah.
0: And just everything overall, like everything from like comedy movies to like dramas and just actions and horrors. So it's great. So this movie actually starts off with a character named Jesse.
1: That he's going is- to church, or he's go church. church. He's what going what's to wrong school. With you?
0: No, so yes, he's going to school, and he's like the awkward kid in this movie. That's like, oh, okay, nobody likes me. I'm new in town. You know, everyone's gonna make fun of me. And in the beginning part, everybody does. That's on the bus, and he's so sweaty yeah he's just it's weird well not weird but again homo subtext that we'll get more into into the movie because i bet you actually you didn't know a lot of stuff about this movie but so they're on the bus and the bus driver is dropping the kids off and everything else, and then before you know it, the bus starts to drive out in the <laughs> Into desert the desert. I' put guitar solo, desert bus
1: near and near and near. Okay desert
0: bus desert bus. And when that happens, this is where we actually get to see the bus stops in the middle of the desert, and the the ground opens up, which is kind of significant to saying like the uh, the pathway to hell Correct. opened up. yeah. And this is the first time that Jesse actually meets Robert England
1: as Freddy Krueger. So there were two parts of this scene. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that first when he got on the bus, the bus driver was actually Robert England?
0: I did not notice yes, that. Yes, no. the
1: bus driver was Robert England. And my other part of this this scene that kind of got me. I guess I don't want to say got me, but it was one of those like, huh, is. They're all they're, There's three people left on this bus, and they're screaming to try and get away from Freddy. Before the ground fell away, they had an emergency exit at the back of the bus that they could have taken to get out. But they all were trying to get out of the windows for a solid minute and a half. Well, I don't think the door would open anyways. I know, supernaturally. But yeah. I would have liked to have seen somebody thinking clearly. Because they did think clearly and say, we got to balance the bus. Because when the ground falls away, it's just... The bus is floating on a spire mm-hmm. back and forth and they have to balance it before freddy gets them
0: well no it will, it's on sitting on two spires but then when they get up they all move to the back of the bus causing it to dip causing the other spire to fall so that's when they're like yeah, oh, okay we now gotta we, balance we, we can't move anywhere because the we're gonna die either way <laughs> but from there Uh, Freddy Krueger gets to the kids and does his famous slasher technique within the first five movies, but the first five minutes, but again, we kind of see that this is a dream and this is where we, we segue into where Jesse lives. Jesse lives in the old house uh, from the
1: original Freddy Krueger movie. I figured that out from watching the movie. Yeah. I want to say the character, the guy who played Jesse had the best scream. (laughs) Ever. <laughs> well, he actually... The
0: director, I believe, right? Is it the director or the producer? It's the director. The director's the one that like kind of casted everybody. Mm. Like that. Well, the director actually made... He wanted Jesse just because he was flipping the script. Legitimately, it was supposed to be a, uh, a the final girl. Mm-hmm. The, the scream queen kind of thing. But no, he was like, nope, we're going to flip it. I want a scream guy instead. I want a final guy. I don't want a final girl. I want the girl to be... You know the 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 savior of the movie kind of thing versus the 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 girl that's always the one that's trying to
1: get. She's the survivor. Yeah, she's, she's the, the survivor. Last one. She's the one
0: that everyone's always after. No, he's like no, we're gonna
1: switch this over and we're gonna do it this way. I love that it, we we got a twist. We got a scream king instead of a queen scream queen. Yeah, which was really cool. I think. Yeah. Um, I love that he he wakes up and he's screaming and he's soaking wet. Like he's just soaking in sweat. And it shows his parents downstairs, and they just kind of like rolled their eyes like, ugh. Oh, he's up again. He had another bad dream. And there he goes, screaming in the morning and again. Yeah, we all want to scream in the morning, Jesse. We just keep it inside. <laughs> Very true. So Jesse comes downstairs
0: and, again, talks to the parents and just telling them, hey, the house is super hot. And the dad's like, yeah, you know, I'll fix it. It's fine. I know what to do.
1: just needs Everything. a little bump of Freon. Yeah.
0: So this next thing, we end up getting to the school. Or, you know, he picks up... Uh, what was her
1: name? He gets met. His friend, Lisa. Lisa. From That's school right, meets Lisa. him. And they go to his car, which I loved this. His car's kind of a, a clunker. He has pushed to start in 1985.
0: Yeah, he had it, like, jerry-rigged.
1: Uh-huh. He had, like... had pushed to start. He was fancy, living in the future. That's right. And he goes to the, They go to school, and he mm, is... Distracted by Lisa while they're playing baseball in gym class, what what school had an archery field just sitting next to the baseball field?
0: Actually, a lot of schools have that. You'd be really surprised. We don't have it in Texas. <laughs> that doesn't that, seem that safe. Are, but a lot of it, a lot of classes back then was you would take archery and stuff. Like, like I know you had I, it.
1: I know you can take archery.
0: But I mean, not as a class, but part as the gym. Like I really want to say, like my mom take something like that in El Paso
1: but I, I really don't know I don't know archery just seems I know children and I know high schoolers that sounds like such a bad idea
0: okay again think of it them back then versus them now versus them now is like eating tide pots
1: what oh, the no. hell I'm thinking of me in high school you would be up a tree reading a book exactly not sh- everything's about they you they would sh- arrows it. at me <laughs> I just feel like giving high schoolers arrows in any era is not a good idea don't meh. give them archery lessons. Meh. In an uncontrolled environment.
0: Again, I'm going to go with the meh of it all.
1: So he gets distracted, gets hit in the face by a baseball. Mm-hmm. And this guy who's like the jock, his name's Grady, comes over and is like, oh, you use your head, bro. And like giving him a hard time about not catching the ball, being distracted. And he's like, hey, you don't talk shit to me. And they get into this fight on the baseball field, which. Nobody actually threw a punch. They just kind of tussled, laid on the ground and hugged a little bit and just got dirt on them. Subtext. (laughs) Subtext. Did you catch this in the scene? Their coach comes over and is like, you punishment. The coach changes outfits three times in this brief, like, two-minute scene.
0: I only saw two outfit changes. Like, one when he was in the Adidas shirt and stuff, and then the second one when he was in... Uh, a red polo and after then, gym class.
1: When he's in gym class and he's looking at him through the window and they're talking while doing their push-ups, he's wearing a blue shirt. Like a blue long sleeve shirt. Mm-hmm. So he's changed outfits three times. Yeah, I
0: didn't notice that. I thought it was only the red and the other
1: one. Yeah, because he does it a bunch of times in this movie. Oh, okay. The coach actually changes clothes a lot. Um, And this is... This is where the subtext starts between Grady and Jesse. You're like what what is this? Will they, won't they, are they? Aren't they? What's Lisa? Mm-hmm. This is a little the subtext. Right. Um Jesse goes home that night. Uh there Is this the part where with the bird? It's
0: getting close to it, yes. Yeah, so Jesse goes, Jesse, the day ends, Jesse goes back home, and he falls asleep again. But this time he has another dream, at least which the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise does really, really well, is depicting on whether this is a dream or is this reality, are you seeing things. Lisa says part of it later on in the movie that this is kind of like a premonition, maybe you had a vision or something. Mm-hmm. And But anyways, with this part of the dream, Jesse goes downstairs to go get a drink, he drops a glass of like orange juice or something. And he's going to go pick it up, but then he hears something kind of going on downstairs. So he goes outside.
1: He sees somebody in the
0: bushes. He sees someone in the bushes. He kind of goes, tries to investigate, and he sees somebody in their basement over there by the boiler looking like they're burning something. So he's like, all right, let me go investigate this and check this out. So he goes back inside and goes down to the basement where he sees somebody downstairs. So he kind of like slowly tries to get back out, holds the door, and starts calling for his dad for help. Yes. Yes. And again, this is the part where he meets Freddy Cougar face to face. This was awesome. And this is the part where, you know, uh, Freddy Cougar tells him like, hey, we have big plans. I got a lot of big plans for you. Mm -hmm. There's he uh, puts his claws like to his face and kind of like pushes the hair out of his out of his face and is like me and you we're going to do great things. You got
1: the body and I got the brain. And he takes off his hat hat and peels back his scalp. Yes. The effects in this movie. Awesome. Incredible. Always great.
0: You know, Nightmare on Elm Street franchise does a
1: great job with all of their effects. I feel like the scene at the end, when we get to it, I need to talk about it at at length because that scene was so good. So (laughs) the 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 final like reveal thing was so good.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so from there, that's when Jesse again wakes up and he's still like he's sweating. He's like, oh my god, this is freaking horrible. I don't know what's going on. I'm not sleeping well. We pan off to the next day, and he's in chemistry, no, like biology biology class, yeah. And again, he's falling asleep because he hasn't been sleeping well. He's having nightmares. Yeah, of course. Grady's there, everybody's there, they're kind of making fun. And again, this giant snake, uh, it's not like a python, I would say it's like a, I don't know, it's a snake. Yeah,
1: it was like a class snake. Yeah.
0: I thought, honestly, this was part of the dream when I first saw this movie. Because I've seen this movie about four or five times. Really? Yeah, I know. I love the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Like I said, it's one of those ones that if somebody has it on, I'll just sit there and watch it. I've only seen the
1: first one. You've only seen the original one? Dream Warriors, the one where Freddy turns into a motorcycle? Is that Dream Warriors? No, that's the Dream Child. The Dream Child. Yeah. I know I've seen Dream Warriors. Okay, well, are you sure you've seen Dream Warriors? And I know I've seen the one where his claw comes out of the bathtub that's the first one so I've seen that one and then I saw the remake Nancy, the new nightmare yeah I like that one that too. we just saw a few yep. years ago I made you watch that I think yeah yeah. that one was really <laughs> scary that I one didn't that one. have the the comedy mm-hmm. that this one had and they made Freddy a lot scarier in that one uh, the, the thing I like about the original Nightmare on Elm Street series is the the comedy kind of the camp I guess yeah. is what you would call it that Freddy always has these quirks or these these little quips. Um, especially now I know this is this is a weird reference, but in Rick and Morty they've made a reference to him yes. called Scary Terry. Yes. And exactly. it just it's great. He's yeah. he's a cultural icon. Yeah,
0: he's gone huge. <coughs> but so he's there in back to back to our story, spooky fans. He's there in biology class and the snake starts like kind of constricting around him and like kinda of wraps around his his throat and he wakes up and we find out that the snake is real. First and foremost, how come nobody else in the class was like, Hey bro, you got a snake on you? The teacher like gets anything? all
1: pissy and is like, if you want to play with animals, go to the circus You were looking at the class, mister Teacher. And see the snake that got out of the out of the cage and is wrapping around one of your students' necks. You think he got up while you were making direct eye contact with him? <laughs> picked up a snake put it around his own throat, and then screamed himself awake. Right. You're not a good teacher, sir. So. <laughs> no. Awareness.
0: Um, exactly. So from there, we see the school ends and Jesse goes back home. And like I said before, he, they just moved into this house and he hasn't unpacked anything, which, by the way, you are Jesse 100%. Oh, I know. No, like 100%. He, yes. You are Jesse correct the, the, the scream the like everything that, yeah. that's you yes the, the. <laughs> that was me in yeah. high school yeah for sure oh yeah and even like when we moved in together it took you like what three years to unpack all your boxes incorrect because there are still three boxes that i
1: never unpacked in the garage
0: at least they're in the house they're not in your car anymore you spent two years keeping boxes in your car they're all books so yeah, that's it doesn't so that matter. doesn't matter but anyways, so he's there, and he's actually going to leave the house to go hang out with Lisa and Lisa stuff. has a but, pool. But the dad tells him, no, I'm tired of seeing your room look like trash. You need to go ahead and get it uh, fixed up, and I want everything unpacked. Like, now, before you can leave anywhere. And again, we hit another subtext, and you're so excited. Go for it.
1: I loved this scene so much. Yeah? He, it's like a cleaning stuff up scene. Montage. He, montage. He puts on this song. And as he's cleaning up, he's like throwing stuff in drawers and he puts on some sunglasses and he's just snapping. He's snapping, being sassy. <laughs> it's just, it's the best thing ever. He like booty bumps his dresser drawer shut. I'm only cleaning the house the way Jesse cleaned his room in this movie from now on. I
0: mean, you're like Jesse,
1: so... It's, it's going to be pretty great. Pretty much the same thing. And then he's in the middle of like a guitar solo and he's got a pop gun on his crotch area... And he's like, and he shoots it off. And of course, that's when his mom busts in Jesse. With Lisa. Lisa's here. Can we talk about how Lisa looks like if Tiffany, the singer, and Meryl Streep became one person?
0: Yeah, I could see that. Actually, I was getting very big uh, Peg Bundy vibes. See, I don't see that. But like a super, like, super, yeah. like young Peg Bundy. Because, like, her hair was. Her hair was so out huge. Every, It was everywhere.
1: It was her awesome. Her hair was massive. Yeah. But she very much reminded me of Meryl Streep and Tiffany because she looks a lot like Meryl Streep. It was very yeah. weird.
0: No, it was cool.
1: I I, I really liked
0: Lisa's character. I really movie. Lisa
1: was a really good Lisa character. Was an awesome
0: character. But anyway, so we see them and Lisa's like, "Hey, I told them that you invited me over so we could just go on a, so I could kind of hang out with you and play and help you and, clean up. Yeah, help you clean up, kind of thing." And so they're cleaning up the room, and Lisa goes into the closet and is putting clothes away, and we find... Sweaters
1: go in the closet, right? Yeah. Yes, sweaters go in the closet. Hey, Lisa. You don't know that?
0: Maybe it was in a drawer or something. I have sweaters in the drawer. No, you don't. Do I want that? No. No? Oh, no, I got rid of all my sweaters, because we live in Texas, and it's only, like,
1: barely goes below, like, 70 degrees. It's actively 95 degrees at 9 a.m. right now. Yeah, it's awesome. It's amazing. I want to go on a hike. Um, <laughs> Lisa finds this little red diary. And she opens it, and it's like, I'm Nancy, right? Yeah. Yes, Nancy. It's like
0: She's the original. You have to know her I'm, name.
1: I'm Nancy, and I live at this house, and oh, whatever, whatever. And then Jesse picks up the book, and it's like,
0: oh. Well, okay. First and Okay, hang on. We're going to hang on, hang on. We're going to pump the brakes. First, with Nancy's Diary, it starts off sweet and innocent and yes. everything else, and which is great for the subtext, again, because of the fact that with Nightmare on Elm Street, Everything just seems It's supposed to seem like a dream. It's supposed to seem like, Very you know... idyllic. Yes, you know, so that's what the, the diary kind of represented. was like, oh, I see this cute boy across the street, and I shouldn't look at him, but it's just so nice to see I him. I sure hope we can oh, go steady he, to
1: the sock hop.
0: Exactly, you know, that's what the diary is. It's a gateway to the dream. It's your subconscious kind of thing. And then as you see
1: it, it starts getting darker and darker. So one of the pages that Jesse picks up... That's what I thought this was really cool, is that when Lisa, who is not involved, really... Picks it up and it's like, oh, it's sweet and innocent. And then when Jesse looks at it, she's like, oh, I saw.
0: He came. At, he came to me again at night. And again, my the, the way he, the way she wrote it wrote it out. Damn, I can't talk today. The way she wrote it out was very slow in regards to the the buildup of the threat. Yes. Does, does that make sense? Yes. Because the second entry was he came. He came to me again at night. Uh, dirty, uh, rugged, and all this, and then you're like, stinky. "Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, okay, she's getting hot and heavy with the guy next door. He's trying to kill me. Wait, what? Yeah, like,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. he sliced what, open my nightgown. What, what's going on? You're like, yeah, ma'am, or do you need sc- help? Because yeah. if the man across the street is sneaking dirty and stinky into your bed and clawing at your nightclothes, he might be a badger." <laughs> <laughs> But well, anyways,
0: they talk more about the diary, and they're, like, trying to find out something else. And Jesse remembers something that Grady told him before, that the girl that used to live in his house went was mad crazy. and insane. That's why there was bars on it, because the mom was trying to keep her in. And if you've seen the original Nightmare on Elm Street, if you haven't, shame on you, go watch it. But if you have, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about right now with Nancy and his and her stepmom. And so from there, he's like, hey, we're going to have to figure this out. Well, I'm going to talk to Grady again because he told me some shit that I thought was fake. and It's, it's obviously Obviously true. kind of true. So from there, Jesse falls asleep again? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's that nighttime. And this is actually where we see uh, the coach. This is the coach. Yes. Yeah. So he falls asleep and wakes up, again, super hot and everything. And he leaves the house and starts
1: walking in the middle of the rain. And we – he runs in – he goes to a leather bar. Yes, and we knew that there was a leather bar in town and that the coach frequented because Grady kind of says that, you know, oh, I think he's got a thing for the guys because I hear he goes to some S&M club downtown. And, of course, Jesse wanders into this – I don't know what the drinking age was in 1985, but he just walks in soaking wet from the rain in a unbuttoned shirt glistening and says, can I have a beer? You're twelve, you cannot have a beer.
0: I would have to, I would have to disagree with that because there's a lot of places even now. I think there was like two bars or something like that in our area that ended up getting shutting down for serving underage, not even checking IDs. I mean, it happens. Correct. It's not like it's a new age. It's not like it's just an older thing.
1: I just, I don't. It he looked, me. he looked like a child, like a literal child, and you just, yeah, have a beer. Do You'd be surprised at how many times people give stuff away like that. So Super as he surprised. pours his beer, a hand <sighs> reaches over. It. I thought it was going to be Freddy Krueger. Because so I was like, Freddy Krueger at a leather bar makes total sense. <laughs> it's his coach. Yep. And the coach takes him and is like making him run laps in the gym and it's mm-hmm. all foggy. Sir, we are outside of school. You are not my father. You do not get to punish me for finding me at a bar. <laughs> Who are you?
0: Again it's the eighties, so that was very common. You'd be surprised, I've at least that I've heard. True. Sure, you could be so punished by your teachers. Yeah, it wasn't uh, my mom spanked me and I have to call CPS on her
1: now. Mm-hmm. So the coach was like, Hit the showers, boy. Yeah. Not really. He didn't have a southern accent. Yeah, I was like, so Where did Jesse that come from? undresses and he's in the shower, of course. He just spit I think there was something in his contract that was just like, Okay, Mark, you're going to be wet. 85% of this movie.
0: Well, I actually have... Well, okay. I'm Now's the best time to probably actually go into it. He, Mark, and the producer were actually very close in regards to making the movie themselves, you know? So Mark actually did a lot of his own... Like, hey, I want to do this. Hey, I want to do this. Oh, he-, he had a lot of say. Yeah, he kept pushing the borderline. Like, there was a few times that even Robert England was like, hey, I don't feel comfortable doing that in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the scene where... <clears throat> Excuse me. The scene where we first meet Freddy Krueger and he's like pulling the the hair out of Jesse's face with the, with the claws. Mm-hmm. No, Jesse wanted him to stick the claw in and out of his mouth, and Robert England was like, "No, that's like too far."
1: I feel like that is definitely something Freddy Krueger as a character would do, though. I feel like that's very on brand.
0: I don't know. I don't know. If you watch the other movies, you, he has – it's –
1: It's not like a sexy thing? No, he doesn't do sex? No. So this movie is a one-off because this movie to me felt like it was very – This movie has actually been rated as one of the gayest movies slasher ever. movies that's ever. That's why I
0: picked it. And that's what the subtext a lot of it is is because it's a lot of sexual innuendos from Mark or the from Jesse, the, the, the actor who- and stuff like that. It's because he wasn't even out yet. So he was – Trying to do as much as he could to say that he was out, but not out.
1: He was pushing the limits to yes, see what he could
0: do, to see what he could do, and see if people actually were accepting of it or not. And okay, a lot that of makes... times in the past, there they weren't. They they gave
1: him shit for it for thirty years about this. Movie. Yeah, I mean, this was the eighties. This yeah. was eighty-five. This was in the beginning of the AIDS ep- epidemic. The AIDS ep- epidemic. Yeah, exactly. So, like, for him to try and push it at that time, oh, very he got, brave. He got a lot of shit for it. Anyways, keep keep going. So he's in the shower, and the coach goes into his office wearing his little like leather vest V neck thing, and he walks. He's he's standing there, and he pulls out a jump rope, and you're like, "Sir, what are you doing with this jump rope?" And he is just standing in the office, and he looks over at the 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 equipment rack, and I swore these their tennis ball can tubes. They say preen. I saw the night in my brain said peen. And I was like, that's not even subtle. That's obvious. That's not even <laughs> There's subtle. There's
0: a lot of obvious subtext in this movie.
1: So they start throwing... The balls start shooting out of the tubes. And then the footballs start coming out of the equipment rack. And it just all this shit starts flying at him. Coffee cups. And he's laying on the ground and he manages to shut the equipment rack and lock it. And he the wall opens was that i i was very
0: confused as to what happened at this part. okay so this part here too so yes all of the balls and everything like that start falling off the equipment rack start hitting him in the face and everything else but if you notice all exactly again subtext this is one of the ones that mark that jesse uh, actually wanted to put in the film of getting hit in the face with balls okay see i I was no, like that this was an action. I just lock. realized it when I said it, yeah, and so no, what had happened was, yes, he did lock the uh the equipment locker, but the two ropes um that he that he pulled out ended up wrapping around his arms and pulling him out of the office into where the showers were at, hanging him
1: up, yes, and then he is stripped naked, yep, and whipped with towels, yep, and then. While he's standing there screaming, Freddy, I keep wanting to say Freddy Mercury, and I don't know why. Oh. Freddy Krueger walks up behind him and sla- he does the he, he does the Freddy Krueger slash slash yeah. and, and it kills gets, him, Guts him open from the like he got, yeah disembowels from open the like back. Yeah, like
0: Kielbasa, man.
1: Yeah, like Kielbasa, mm-hmm. as, as Grady says. Well, Jesse, I guess sees the seam. All the showers start coming on. And then blood starts pouring out of the faucet out of the shower heads, and he looks over, and Freddie's walking towards him, and he's like, "We're in it now?" And he kind of says, Thank you. yeah, we're together now." like this, this is, is, it, is this but... is what we're doing." So Jesse's like, "Oh shit, I'm naked, covered in blood. My coach is naked, covered in blood, and also very dead. I'm out." So he runs out of, the, out of the locker room, and we're back to the house on Elm Street. Door knocks, it gets knocked on, and his parents come downstairs, open the door, and it's Jesse with the police.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the police tell him, we found him naked on the highway. Yeah, keep a, keep a shorter leash on him. Keep a shorter leash on him. And his dad says, I have two questions for you. What are you on, and who's given it to you? And he just looks at his mom and says, I want to go to bed. I mean...
0: no, well, he's like, I'm not on drugs, Dad. Yeah, and like...
1: And then he goes to bed. That's not the answer for everything. Are you on drugs? I mean, I guess, again, it's the 80s. Are you taking squeezies? What the hell are squeezies? I don't know. That feels like something a parent from the Midwest would say their kid was on.
0: Whatever.
1: <laughs> you are getting squeezies from that <laughs> grady boy. Yeah, uh-huh, sure. He was getting squeezies. Probably. So he goes to school the next day and as he pulls in with Lisa they see that the cops are at the school and they're like, what the f- what's going on? And he runs up there and Grady says, oh, somebody got Coach Schneider. Cut him up like a kielbasa, man. And apparently they go to school for the day. They just considered a regular day. I guess they just don't go to the showers. Yeah, that side of the, the school's blocked off. And Jesse goes home and again... Their house is very hot. Her, his mom puts the their birds to bed, puts a little blanket over it, and Jesse walks in the room his dad's like, oh, it's 97 degrees in here. And the birdcage starts shaking. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? Is this Freddy's doing? Jesse pulls the cover off of the birdcage and one of the birds is killing the other bird. Mm-hmm. And he opens it and the bird bites him and flies out attacks it attacks his dad it flies by and cuts his dad's face his mom runs and his dad's like get out of the room get out everybody out his mom runs in with a broom to try and hit the bird and it flies around and then it bursts into flames and explodes just exploded parakeet in their living room yeah and his dad looks at him and goes you did this it it was cherry bombs no
0: First, what happened was that the dad was looking for a gas leak, and Jesse was like, it's not a gas leak, because he knows that something supernatural has already happened. He knows that it was Freddy Cougar, or at least he's starting to realize it. And the mom's even like, I don't know. I didn't think I smelled a gas leak, but it could have been, and I just don't know what else it is. And that's when the dad is like, oh, okay, it was you. You did this. And Jesse's like, what are you talking about? How... You've... When did I plant a freaking cherry bomb in a, in the, right. in a bird? How did I plant a cherry a bomb
1: in the bird while you were all in the room? Exactly. And time specifically to explode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the dad is just yelling at him and Jesse goes and runs away, he goes upstairs and, you know. I don't work
1: like, for industrial light and magic, dad. Whatever. And, you know, leaves. And this, in this movie, we've kind of missed, because it's, it's not a detail, but it is a detail, Everybody's looking forward to a party at Lisa's, yeah, that is coming up, so that's a thing that we need to keep in mind that everybody's kind of talked about it and Jesse goes upstairs and i don't remember if he has another nightmare this night or if this is the night where he takes all of the um he takes all of the caffeine pills and not, drinks some with a coke,
0: not yet he does have another nightmare but this time he goes to his sister's room and where he snaps out of the nightmare before anything happens because again freddy cougar wanted him he has the glove on he has the glove on
1: because he's like where do i keep finding this glove what the heck because it's in his dresser or his his desk drawer he hears it clicking Mm -hmm. and when he gets out of bed it's like on his head this is where we hear the the song
0: Yes, for the first time
1: in this in no. The part of the movie. No. Yes, 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 yes. In this scene, he hears the. The one, two. two Freddy's, Freddy's coming, coming for you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The, the so it was like. Ah! The iconic song. Freddy Krueger song.
0: Exactly. And so the next day, we end up getting to Lisa, and she's talking to her parents about the party and everything else, and about, like, hey, please don't embarrass me. Please don't do any of this weird music stuff. Please or don't play like that. Benny Goodman all night, dad. Yeah, exactly like last time. And. Grady can't make it to the party because he has to... He's grounded. He's grounded. That's right, for pushing his grandma down the stairs by accident. And Jesse goes to the party. Everyone's there. And the party kind of sucks, you know? Everyone's like, oh, yeah, this is... It's a great party. They're just waiting for the parents to go to sleep. Yeah. The parents go inside. They end up kind of like going to bed. They have a nightcap,
1: which is a great thing to have. (laughs) Yes. I love that they are... They have this luxurious bedroom, and they both have a highball. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, let's let's just drink...
0: So the party starts to actually pick up and everything, and then Jesse's like, hey, I'm leaving. I don't feel good. Like, this is I'm ruining the party, anyways. Nobody wants to be around me and talk to me. And Lisa's like, no, I want to be around you. And they start getting hot and heavy. Yeah, she's like,
1: please talk to me. I took issue with this makeout session because when it first started, he was kissing her like he was she was her his grandma. Subtext. I know. But then they get like hot and heavy again. And then Freddie comes out again mm-hmm. by making Jesse's tongue, like, a foot long and, like, gray. And Jesse freaks out, covers his mouth, and is like, I-, I gotta go. Yeah. And Lisa's just like, talk to me. Yeah. Just tell me what's happening. The
0: Really quick, on that, that kiss scene that you were talking about, again, the roles were flipped. So Jesse was supposed to be the girl of, like, oh, don't kiss me, and I'll, I'll just... Kind to peck you and stuff. And Lisa was supposed to be the one taking control. Because if you noticed, she also said, she's like, don't worry. I'll protect you. I'll always protect you. I didn't, didn't realize even that. pick up on that. Yeah. Because that's why she tells him right before she kisses him. Mind blowing. <laughs> this is a cultural reset, Again, you have, is to, what this you have is. to think of with this movie that he's not the he's not the guy in this one. He's he, the final he, girl. Yes, he's the final girl. So, it's, again... This is so
1: hard to wrap my brain role, around, and I the don't are know reversed.
0: why. You know? I mean, the genders aren't reversed, but the roles are reversed. Yes. So, Lisa is supposed to be the knight in shining armor that's supposed to help and defend and, and protect him, while Jesse is the uh, the one that needs the protection, and, you know...
1: He's the only one that can stop the evil.
0: Exactly. He's the final one. <clears throat> so, after that, and Freddy Cougar's tongue come out, like you just said, Grady Lee... Or, uh, not Grady. Jesse leaves, and he's like... I need to go find somebody that to help me, and he goes and runs to Grady, <clears throat> which I don't understand how he broke into Grady's house or anything like that. But again, eighties, they don't lock, we didn't lock the doors back like yeah. then. I mean, I know I remember we didn't always lock the doors. And he's there. He wakes Grady up, and he's like, "Hey, I need you to just watch me sleep. I need you to do everything like that. Like I'm getting hot and heavy, and I just I can't. I don't know what to do, and I can't do anything. And I, I just I don't know what's, what what's causing it. And he's like, "Oh yeah." The girl from the cabana that you just left is probably the one causing it. So why don't you go back to her and go do some stuff, or do you really just want to sleep with me? Again, subtext, innuendos. It's a great thing. And so he's like, "Yeah, whatever. Just I just need you to watch me sleep. You know, it, it's if I happen. get up and try to
1: leave this room, if I start dreaming weird, I need you to stop me. Yeah, I need you to stop me. And
0: Grady's like, "All right, fine, whatever, bro. I got you covered. Like, this is what friends are for, kind of thing. So Grady's watching TV and Jesse is asleep. He's passed out on like guess. Grady's little chair couch thing. Yeah, his like, um, like a Ottoman overstuffed no. chair. Yeah, exactly. And so when he finally passes out, Grady's like, cool, I'm going to bed too. Peace out, whatever. Yeah. And so as soon as Grady starts to go to sleep, again, was this reality? Was this a dream? Was it what? Well, because Grady fell asleep.
1: This, this effect, this section was so fucking cool. Yeah, it really was. Jesse wakes up and he's, he feels. A presence. He feels a presence. He says it. He says, uh, he's coming. He's coming. He's coming. Grady, he's coming. And his hands, the knives start growing out of his fingers, Mm -hmm. out of his fingertips. And then his skin starts splitting down his arm. And it's Freddy's sweater. Mm -hmm. And he's screaming. And when he opens his mouth, they've got, Freddy's eye is in there and he's laughing. And then he just kind of, bursts out yeah. of Jesse. It's Freddy Krueger. And this wakes Grady up. Grady starts screaming. He's trying to get out, but the door's locked. And he's screaming for his dad. And Freddy's like, gonna get you!" Got the claws. <laughs> and he... His parents are outside the door. They're trying to open it, and they're all screaming. And then the nail, or the knives, come through the wall. Or through the door. scratched Dude, down. Right. Yeah. And... His dad screams, call the cops, call the cops. We go back into Grady's room. Grady's dead. And Jesse is there with the claws on, covered in blood. Mm -hmm. And he does the scream. Yeah. His scream is like, it has like a key change. It's like a double scream. Yeah. No, he can
0: go, he can hit those octaves.
1: He starts like, not Uh, low. Yeah. He starts medium and then he hits this really high note, like a theremin. And it's like, oh, this man can scream. Yeah. And the cops are showing up. He can hear him coming. He realizes, I can't be here with the claw. Yeah, because he's covered in blood and everything. For the second time in a day. Yep. He jumps out the window and runs back to the party. When he gets back to the party, Lisa's coming down the stairs to go find him. Because her friend has convinced her, oh... You need to go find him, be with him. They meet inside the house and she's like, this is all in your head. You can stop this. Like you have control. He lives off of fear. They read the diary. Yeah.
0: Cause she, she kept reading the diary. She took the diary from Jesse and read the final page and stuff and got,
1: finally got through the full diary. Yeah. She's like, you, you control it because he lives off of fear. That's how he thrives. And as she's saying this, he's telling her, you got to stop, like, go, I can feel him coming. Yeah. And as he's doing it, it's the perfect horror movie thing where the locks start locking in the house and outside things are starting to lock down around the pool where all the people are in the pool party. And you hear somebody say, oh, the pool's getting really hot. And that's also a theme in this movie is when Freddy appears, everything gets very hot. Do you know why? Because they killed him by throwing him into a furnace. Because he kidnapped those kids. Subtext, sexual undertones of him and getting
0: of Jesse getting hot and heated. I'm telling you, I, I,
1: it, it's all there. Are so, you, are you the lady from that show, Real Sex? Because you sound like her really? with this <laughs> subtext. No, I'm serious.
0: Like there's, they have articles that I was looking up during the movie and everything, and then also that. um Red, White, and Nightmares documentary on the Freddy Cougars franchise I saw, they went into about a whole 45 minutes of just the second movie alone of everything that they were trying to push. That's awesome. Like, I want you to watch that so bad. We're going to have to watch that. It's on Netflix still, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. So, you know, if we get time, we're going to watch that today.
1: Okay. I want to watch that one. Like Awesome. You, so. so, the pool starts heating up, and then the hot dogs that are already cooked start smoking, and then the lights start exploding outside. And Lisa's like, get the fuck out of here. You're turning into Freddy Krueger, essentially. She runs out of the room. To, I don't know if she was going to her parents.
0: No, she she was about to run out of the room, but then stopped. <coughs> and she was like, Jesse, you can beat him. Fight him, Jesse. It's okay. You can do this. It's fine, Jesse. Not this voice. Please don't do this voice. Jesse. It's okay, Jesse. Just fight him, Jesse. <laughs> Stop it. <I> hate her. <laughs> And she's trying to help him Trying to like drive Freddy Cougar away And stuff like that But it doesn't work And this is again Like you said All the explosions start to happen She picks up a lamp And starts hitting him Freddy Cougar essentially And that's when Freddy's like Oh no it's me Jesse still Like I'm still in here
1: Oh I'm Jesse Yeah help me
0: I'm <clears throat> helping and everything And she picks up a knife Because she's try. she does try to leave the the house but the doors again are yeah, all locked and, and he she can't get he's
1: better he knocks her down and bites her ankle
0: yeah and she kicks him in the le- in the face and everything she fought him. she fights yeah she hard. fights again knight in shining armor roll. yeah reverse versus the uh, screen queen roll. and he she starts stabbing him and she sees like no bloods coming out and everything and she's like i don't know how to what what to do she also was very half-heartedly stabbing him i have to point out well yes you know, she didn't want to hurt Jesse because this is one of the things that I had really quick was every time he changed to Freddy Cougar, was everybody seeing Freddy
1: Cougar or was or everybody see Jesse. seeing Jesse? I see. They never said that in the movie. I was very that, confused but that was about one of the that, Because
0: that's one of the things you can kind of tell. She doesn't want to stab him because. Was it him or not? Yeah. Like, does
1: she see him? I just want it to be known in this public forum that if you were possessed by a wrinkly knife handed man and you attack me. I am fully stabbing you. Not, like, half-hearted, I don't want to hurt you. You have knife hands. I'll immobilize you, but I don't know if I'll, like, try to kill you, kill you. Oh,
0: no. The kill kill will probably
1: be at the very end for me. You have knife hands, and you killed your boyfriend. (laughs) No. (laughs) I am really stabbing you. (laughs) So,
0: while that's all happening, Jesse kind of takes control back again a little bit. You can see, like, the hesitation that Freddy Krueger was about to have when he was about to kill... Um, I just realized. Lisa. Lisa, thank you. When he was about to kill her and he jumps through the, the glass door, and it explodes. Yeah, shattering it and he vanishes. And everyone's like, what happened? This is all weird. And again, all the kids are still there at the pool and everything. And that's when he
1: reappears back from the ground. He jumps, he just, jumps. from under the pool deck uh-huh. and then shit gets real. Yeah, he kills like 10 but also, kids. Also, I think Freddy Kr- Krueger is secretly a cat. Because did you notice in this movie, there's just parts where he just knocks stuff off of cabinets, like a cat. He just walks by and just knocks stuff over. He spends... a This scene is... It's supposed to be very intense, and he is killing people, but he's also just fucking stuff up. Uh, Yeah. Just throwing things. It's how he grows. And then everything's on fire. The pool is on fire at some point. mm -hmm. The wall is on fire, I want to say, at one point. And these kids are like, oh shit, oh shit. And... I think Jesse takes over, kind of.
0: Semi. Uh, Yeah, there's... The dad ends up... The dad ends up getting out of bed, getting the door open, getting his shotgun and stuff like that, and then goes outside and tries to shoot uh, Freddy Cougar, but that's when Lisa tells him, No, don't do that, you know? That's Freddy. Yeah. Er, Jesse. That's Jesse, kind of thing. And... Freddy Cougar like looks them in the eyes and is like okay, and he kind of like walks away. You know, he just bursts into flames in. and
1: walks through the wall.
0: Yep, which was so cool. That was cool. That that is an exit, right? Yeah, talk about an entrance. No, we're gonna talk about an exit. But anyways, so everyone's like, where did he go? Where did he go? And Lisa's like, I know where he went to, and
1: they went to the old abandoned um, power plant. Power is what she called it? Or um, to me, it looks like a foundry. It looked uh, like a yeah. a smelting plant.
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's what I thought too. And when we get there, she sees these two dogs with these
1: faces of. They people look like on them. they put. They put baby. bulldogs and they just took put a mask
0: on them. That's a mask, all, yeah, a, a,
1: like a baby mask yeah, on them. That's all called it, called it a day. like. And I
0: was like, okay, this is weird. So Lisa is going through the uh the factory and is just kind of looking around and everything starts turning on again and there's she pipes keeps that are hot. Things, she's
1: seeing things like this demon rat that eats another rat and then
0: No, it was a demon rat that was about to bite her, but then this demon cat came down and, and like ate, ate it. The and demon like, rat. What the
1: hell? Then she's running and she falls because the ground falls out from underneath her. And she comes, she comes to, and she's just holding onto the rail, and the floor is still there. And the look on her face just said, I am done with this bullshit. Yeah. I am so tired. So freaking done
0: with all can this I get, crap.
1: Can a bitch get a break? Right. <laughs> she stands up, and as she it turns the corner, she sees Freddy. Mm-hmm. And this was so freaking cool. Everything is covered in this, like, wax, and it starts bursting into flames coming towards them. And she's like, Jesse, I know you're in there. You can fight him. You can do it. And she weakens.
0: It's Oh, sorry. Sorry. My brain went to that part of the scene where you were talking about right now. But she does weaken him because she starts talking about how she's not scared. And I'm not scared of you anymore, you son of a bitch. You're going to go straight back down to hell. Give me Jesse back now. I love how I can make you laugh like that. That's great. It's terrible. Oh, my impressions are good sometimes, Spooky fans. I swear.
1: I just want you to do an entire episode of that voice. In that voice? I think I could. I think I, I think my voice could. could but it has to be long. an 80s movie. Because that's an yeah. 80s. No,
0: that's that's an 80s trope voice right there. I mean, it has to be. So, But yeah, she, she weakens him. She keeps telling him that she's not scared of him. Again, taking away his power because he
1: lives off of fear. He lives off of... See, I didn't know that until watching this movie that that's what really? he thrives it that he thrives off of yeah. fear. He
0: he thrives off of screams, he thrives off of fear, he thrives off of like your your insecurities, which you are a buffet fountain of. Yeah. Like, thanks. <laughs> but I'm anyway, so, so he's, he starts he starts getting weakened, and she's like, no, and he tries to swing at her and kill her. And he's weak. Yeah, he's weakened by so love. we can pretty much, actually, pretty much. That's how the whole thing kind of talks about it. Is yeah, he's weakened love, by love. Will, love will love truly will, set will you free. Conquer. Yeah,
1: it'll set you free when you burst into flames. <laughs> Freddie bursts into flames and the flames suddenly start disappearing after he's burned up and I want to say Tiffany Lisa is sitting on the ground and she's crying and the body starts moving and it's it, you can tell that it's Freddy it's Freddy Krueger's like melted worse face mm-hmm. and the hands reach up and peel and it's Jesse he's he's breaking forth from the cocoon yeah pretty much he's a beautiful butterfly now <laughs> <laughs> and there was a this is the this is the end essentially where Freddie has been defeated. What was the time frame here? Because he's he's leaving for school and his mom's like have a good day, let me know if you need anything. I'm glad you're finally going back. And he's like I'm excited to be back. And then Jesse gets on the bus and I don't remember the friend's name, Angela, I that's sitting so. behind yeah. them says that was some party. Lisa, and it's like, what was the time frame here? Is this the next day? Honestly, Is it a I couple weeks later? I don't know. Because I feel like school had to have been canceled. Your coach died. A bunch of your friends died. Yeah. They, they probably had to. Like two I, I weeks,
0: would say, yeah, let's go with that.
1: Because he had bandages on, so he wasn't fully healed. Yeah. Well, he gets on the bus, and as they're driving away, the bus hits a big bump, and Jesse's like, you're going too fast. You're going too fast. And he says, driver, stop. And the bus pulls over and somebody gets on and he goes, oh, sorry. Yeah, my bad, my bad. My bad, my bad. And then that was it, right? Well, the
0: uh, very close to it. But the next thing that happens is when they start driving again, the bus driver just starts hauling ass. In back into the desert and that's where it ends desert bus yes guitar because so again you go back to the pillars and kind of like oh is it really is it not is it not dead time is a circle you know? but yes but that was the end of the movie so like in true Nightmare on Elm Street fashion they always leave you guessing well was this all the dream was this reality did they beat him did they not beat him was this again something that they they think they beat him you know what I mean yeah because a lot of Nightmare on Elm Street movies they do that and you don't find out until the next one. They're like, oh, no, they actually, he, this person actually did die. He did actually kill them. And what I saw at the end was like his, his dream of thinking that he won. Interesting. Yeah. So it's super cool. So, like you said, this was the first time that you watched it. We watched it on HBO Max. But right. I also have the full Nightmare on Elm Street series on DVD, too. I'm lazy. I don't look for the DVDs. Oh, no. I love looking for the DVDs. I don't know. I feel like very, it just feels very nostalgic. It does a little bit. But uh, overall, what would you rate this movie? I'm giving it
1: five chopped up camp counselors. Really?
0: Five chopped up counselors?
1: Or why, why five? It hit all of the notes I wanted it to hit. Okay. Um, I really wanted to watch a true gory horror movie mm-hmm. that was kind of campy that had a little subtext because mm-hmm. it's hard to find those. Kind of movies. And yeah. I, I really in, enjoyed it, seeing as the most recent Elm Street movie that I've seen was New Nightmare. Right. Which wasn't Robert well, England's.
0: Well no no, that's not New Nightmare. That one's just that was just a remake. Because there is another Nightmare in Elm Street that's called The New Nightmare. Oh. And it is the final, final movie of the story between Nancy and Freddy Cougar. Okay.
1: So this one the one that we watched before was like a brand new one. Yeah, it was
0: a brand. It was a remake of the story, so it was their own adaptation of the Nightmare on Elm Street story.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that one, that that was my like most recent memory of Freddy Krueger, mm, okay. and seeing it a, as the original was really nice. See,
0: I want to do a full marathon now that you've started watching the second one. Like, we need to go through everything now, Cause, okay? Because some of the other kill scenes on some of the other movies are just oh, they're so great. Oh, there's one in uh dream warriors yeah the third one where freddy cougar like cuts open up the guy's like wrists and legs and stuff and pulls out like his his veins and uses them as like a marionette doll to i love it i it, oh my god it's so it's like you see it and you're just like oh but it, it's a great kill it's, it's awesome. a really great kill on this movie i give it this one is a good Nightmare on Elm Street movie. It is not my favorite, unfortunately. It's not one of the, the ones I high, high up there. But I do give it four Chopped Up can Counselors just because, I mean, Freddy Cougar. Come on now. Awesome. Come on now. But yeah. Uh, let me see here. This movie, like I said, yeah, it was labeled as one of the gayest horror movies that, out there. It was pretty gay. It really was. And you honestly don't pick up on a lot of the subtexts until you actually know about the movie. So if this is was your first time watching it before listening to this podcast, guys, did you guys catch on any of that?
1: Yeah. Watch maybe watch this. I know this is the end of the episode, but maybe watch this movie first and then come back to us. <laughs> yeah, again, as we say this at the end of the episode,
0: we'll we'll, we'll put that in the description, you know? Hey, yeah. watch watch the movie first and then talk about this. A lot of subtext areas you may not caught or something. Yeah. But yeah. But uh I thoroughly enjoyed that and I did too. Let's see. Do we have anything else? Um,
1: I kind of. Anything wanted, else you
0: want to kind of go over about
1: it? I, I not about the movie. Okay. Uh, but I did kind of want to touch on something a little serious, real quick. Uh,
0: sure. All right, spooky fan series hats on.
1: Um, so this is Pride Month, and uh, yesterday, because we were recording this on the thirteenth of June, uh, yesterday was the five-year anniversary of the shooting at Pulse. Yes. And I just wanted to talk about that and just say that that was a very important thing and just kind of keep that in the forefront of your mind this weekend mm-hmm. as you go out like we we talked about it last night me and my friend we went to a pride but um just that's something that was important I wanted to talk about since we did this is our our gay themed episode and right. we're no yeah most dead. definitely <laughs> um, just that that just remember, remember keep, those people yeah
0: Keep them in your minds. Keep yeah. them in re- remembrance. Light a candle for them yeah. if, if that's part of your tradition and how you do, you know. And always, everybody, like I said, if we're being serious about this, you know, be nice to each other. Yes. There's no reason for anything if you don't... Be chill. Yeah, just be chill. Happy Pride Month, everybody. Happy Pride Month. Yeah. Um, and um, I, think, I yeah. think that's it. I think that's it, too. Well, this was your ghoulish host, Ruben.
1: And I will come for you in your dreams. (laughs) And, Quinn,
0: don't forget to join us on another episode next week when I get to pick the movie. And we'll see kind of where we're going. And maybe, you know, maybe I will do the voice. Or a voice if I can. I'll have to practice it and see what what we can do. But as always, stay spooky. spooky.